Well, the warmer weather really does make you just want to get out and shine, right? It's such a mood booster. So let's work with that energy and add renewed confidence with a little help from the Skin Center. It's Abby, and we can say goodbye to that winter dullness with a Diamond Glow facial or try the go-to anti-aging skincare treatment, microneedling, which stimulates collagen. Just DM Skin Center MD on Instagram or give them a call and mention the promo code Abby. You'll get $50 off your next skincare treatment. The Skin Center. Pittsburgh's number one med spa. Hi, this is Helen Hong, host of the Jobsolete podcast on iHeartRadio. My 76-year-old dad was recently injured in a random anti-Asian attack in a supermarket parking lot. Real people like my dad are getting hurt out here, so now is not the time to do nothing. If you see something, please say or do something and go to iHollaback.org to learn how. Thanks. Hello, I am the inventor of the ring around my light. Uh, It's a wearable ring light uh, that you wear as a harness that will keep you lit from every angle throughout the entire day. So if anyone were to take a photo of you, it will. there's just basically a 0% chance that the lighting will be unflattering. You are perfectly lit, blown out, and smoothed, okay? Like, a, like you just went to the salon. That's how your skin will look with my product. Um, and yes, I, I guess now I will speak about the lawsuit in which a group of influencers who were on a whitewater rafting trip were electrocuted um, and suffered severe injuries, although not fatal. Definitely life-changing, but not, I just want to underline not fatal, uh, please. Uh, But uh, even though we're we're working on a new pattern, a new patent for that, and we hope that you will continue to support our business, but I digress. I want to introduce myself. I am Sophia Alexandra. Thank you for having me. Um, okay, I mean, I'm just gonna act like I'm not upset because you very obviously stole my product, which is Ring Around the Rosy, and that is a ring light that you put around your pussy that also gives you incredible pictures and smooths everything out, and honestly, I'm glad your thing electrocuted people. You know how many pussy injuries I have? Zero. Zero. And that is why I have literally thousands of nickels. Yes, we priced my product too low and I'm bankrupt. I'm sorry. I am Miles Gray. That's one path to ubiquity. Honestly, if it's it's cheap. Uh, Two titans of industry, of lighting industry in your faces. I mean, look, I mean, just look at the lighting right now. I mean, this is beautiful. We practice what we preach, y'all. Um, and this show is, I believe, it's called 420 Day Fiance. Yes. And that is a podcast where we discuss our favorite reality show, 90 Day Fiance, and its various iterations. This episode is about the OG 90 Day Fiance. Mm-hmm. That's straight, good, good, uh, classic Coke. What was the episode name called? This episode specifically? Do you remember? Again, um, I just, I would never want to take away from you because what you did is upgraded the system, like all this extra work. So I just feel yeah. like you deserve to announce the episode. Name. Why don't you write these down is my question. 
All Shut jokes aside. up. I do. All I'm jokes just aside. thinking about you. It's like, no, no, no that's fine. You think okay. that I didn't. You can keep doing this, but um, I will not be Jobied by you. Uh, okay. <laughs> but I'll just let you know. I will have you know when it comes to me, as we all know, this is an anti. Anti Joby Zone. Um, yes. Okay. I don't know. What do you want me to say? What do you want me to say? This episode is called Three's a Party. Isn't it? Isn't three a party? I mean, if it's the right three. Meow. <laughs> that was the bad to meow. Well, who? <laughs> <laughs> What's the right three? Um, I don't know. Where I'm the center of attention. <laughs> Mm -hmm. yeah great you're the focal point yeah is that you're the nucleus Mm -hmm. that makes sense i mean anyway we digress yes three's a party um Mm -hmm. and what an uh, episode this episode had a little bit of everything do you want to do we want to go out of order do we want to just keep it keep it funky keep it fresh go all the way okay do we think three's a party is a reference to the pregnancy scare or to harris Harris. Okay, cool. One hundred percent. I I was like, the title. Okay. Yeah, right. it's it's Harris. It's Harris. Okay. I mean, who? It it who? Whatever. It's everyone. It's Harris. It's fucking Zed. If you want, it, it it can be anyone you want. But yes, in this case, three's a party. Uh, I mean, what's wrong with a party though? I guess that's the thing. I guess with a baby, one that's one of cool. the that's if the only party that's not good. If, when your when cousin's the third fucking person is an uninvited baby. Oh, okay. Or your, but also like if your cousin's like fucking your your partner, that's I kind mean, of a wild party. Whatever, I guess. But we'll get to them She's because not I his think partner. They're all scamming. Let's be real. Uh, She's <laughs> a woman that tried to purchase him. Please. Yeah, and what I'm saying is they're it's they're all in on it. Is my belief. Okay. Harris and him. Yes. Yeah, how you think? How you think you keep? How <gasps> the you think? Truth is fucking out. There. How you think you Holy keep that milk coming out? <laughs> Somebody got to take a break. You know what I mean? Anyway, I truly had no idea. Now, like, I'm looking at all my notes. I'm like, did you just fucking blow my mind? It's a finesse fantasy. Do I have to rewatch the whole thing? Now? Rewatch like, the, the whole show up to this point. I'm, we'll With get that to that in mind. Holy fuck! We'll get to that. Um, because just uh, like her, well, I mean, we'll get to Stephanie because I have a few, I have a few tricks up my sleeve, especially for you, Sophia. But um, let's talk about this one thing. Do you want to talk about Brandon and Julia first? Yeah, that's super boring. Yeah, I'm sick. Should I pull over? I'm prob preggers. Okay. The one thing was when his cocky ass is like, um, I guess the medical term for it would be pulling out. Um, but like I'm like sick at it, so that's all good. You know what I mean? Like, what the fuck is he talking about? He goes, His, I mean, it's worked out so far. I'm I like, was, oh, and I was like, okay, well, okay. let's see what happens since you got vom.com and maybe a wannabe mom next to you. Uh, let's see what happens. So his first instinct is like, let's tell my mommy <laughs> that you might yeah, be preggers. He's so embarrassing and not a grown up and just a little boy. Yeah. I mean, exactly. When you're in, like, that used to be me. Like, Call my mom. Mom, how do I know if uh, chicken is bad? You know what I mean? Like, I couldn't Google it. she, like, it. smell it? or Yeah, she's it, like, smell it. Like you shit and throw your... And I'm, throw she's up like, it. well, how do I know? She's like, smell it. And I'm like, 
And she's like, yeah, that's bad. And I'm like, okay, good. Okay, thank you. She's like, don't be stupid. Use your nose. Thank you, mother. But I never told my mom about a pregnancy scare. Hell no. Would you tell your mom about a pregnancy scare? Like this a foolish scare? boy? I wouldn't even tell my mom about a pregnancy if I didn't have to. So his whole plan is maybe my mom will give us safe harbor. The thing is, they don't even know for sure. And like Julia's whole thing is like, don't tell your fucking mom, you idiot, because I don't want her to dunk on us for always being for having the bowl of condoms there being like, you need to be in separate room, blah, blah, blah. For then to me, pull up pregnant is just the worst look. And I don't want to fucking be a part of it. And he's just like, not just that who wants to just like be on the hook for some shit that might not even be happening. Right. Right. It's just the dumbest idea. Why? Yeah. How would you do that? What the fuck are you going to do? What? I don't know what the fuck your mom is going to say. What, Brandon? She's pregnant? No. And then it's not a pregnancy. And then you're a fucking, you're free to do your exterminator Assassin's Creed at night kind of vibe. Like, what the fuck? What, what does mom do exactly? Aside from, like, you're an adult. So that's something you actually have to, you should be, if you're going to have sex like that and be wild with the, my pullout game is fucking, I'm sick with it. I should be on the and one pullout tour. Uh, no, like you ha- also have to be responsible enough to fucking understand what the consequences are. And he's acting like, mm, my fucking mom, please, please, daddy. So I'm off that most tense game of Jenga ever, though. I thought that that was so fucking wholesome and ridiculous when they were like, hey, uh, Mm-hmm. Oh no! What what are you gonna do? Oh, is it gonna be this brick? Oh oh, is it gonna topple? Oh no! Right. That was a good one. I almost love. I almost you got, like Loki. You set me up. <laughs> longed for that life where like that would be something I'd do with my family. Really? I I was cringing out my fucking skin watching them play Jenga. I mean, I'm like, I was like, is this what families do? I don't know shit. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, that. for sure, uh, they do. You know, they do, but who are we? You know, who are we to judge them? I think the version I want is more like like everybody's around a piano singing. That's the life I wanted. And my sister's brushing my hair as I play the piano. (laughs) (laughs) So poetic. Yeah, I know. That's but it look, see, we all have different visions. And yours was Jenga with a bunch of Patagonia vests on. And I think that's fair. We all have our own, you know, vision of happiness. But yeah, they, the whole thing was like them just waiting a really long time to just really, they should have just cut to it and been like, Hey, um, I guess we think Julia's pregnant. I don't know why we're telling you this. And that's what it comes to. He's like, Hey dad, can we take a break real quick from that? Just for a second, you know, just, just, just for a second. Uh, and then, you know, when (laughs) you fucking, (laughs) when they get so tense, She's just saying, like, yo, uh, she's been really sick. And that's that's all we know. And Betty's head almost falls off. I mean, whatever. That whole thing was dumb as hell. I wish they, they didn't play with the parents like that. Because it's like, the parents already fucking have control issues. Now you're going to fuck with them about this right. pregnancy? Like, ah, I'm off it. The, the entire thing. Fuck it. Wow, full. And the officially, uh, we're coming in. And she's saying... Yeah, fuck it. Um, the other, the one part I do like is shout out to them for fucking with Betty. 
when they found out that she wasn't preggers, my eggers. That's it. That's, That's it. all. Also, his ass when he also the, the oh the other fucking thing that this guy said the one thing I have to say it was the way Brandon straight up just blamed her uh, and tried to be like when his parents were like, "Don't you guys have a plan or something?" Like, isn't this what 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 what's your life gonna be? And he's like, "That's." That's what I've so been saying her. to her. Tell that to old cum machine over there uh, because <laughs> she just takes it. And I'm like, uh, what plans? And I'm preaching, dad. I'm fucking preaching. I'm fucking out here, dad. And I'm like, no come inside. No come inside. No come inside. She doesn't fucking get it. I don't know what to say. So we don't have to do, man. We're fucked. And I'm always like, Julia, stop touching me. Like, I don't even want to have sex with you. Gross. Yeah. She's always just like jamming my soft penis inside her. And it's just like, you know, I'm like, Julia, why? Like, I don't even like you. And she's just like, oh, what are you doing to me? Stuffing it in there like cotton in a fucking pill bottle. And I and just is like, yeah, you know, it's like, God, Julia, leave me alone. Dad, it's crazy. It's like a mute. It's like being with a mutant. Like, there's just powers that, like, I don't know what to do about. It's, I don't know, dad. And then his ass, you know, oh, my God, whatever. Then there's a part where, they, like, he's like, you know, you should go on birth control. Or he's like, or something other than condoms. <laughs> Motherfucker. I... There's, they're on, right. The, the most a man can do is just wear a condom or pull out, right? You know, I mean, if, if you're out, well, yeah, not, yeah, definitely not become a father. <laughs> yeah. How about that? Get a vasectomy, motherfucker. Why don't you figure <laughs> something out rather than tell, saying, hey, Julia, dude, like my pre-cum is fucking potent. So like you're going to have to like go on pills or whatever, because like I'm not like, what the fuck am I going to do? <laughs> Wear a balloon on my no, like no, fuck that. <laughs> so fuck that, dude. That's like that was just some stupid ass shit when I. Um, shall we move on? Yes, please. Okay. Maybe we should move on to a place that we thought was so... Oh, here we go. You know, I'm going to start fucking with these backgrounds. Oh, we're in Belize, girl. You know what I mean? Um, and I'm just here with Ryan. And I can't believe what he did to me, Harris. Are you freaking kidding me, Ryan? Ryan, are you freaking kidding me? Ryan! 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 Are you fucking... Oh, you, oh fuck you, Ryan. So... Uh, here's the thing, though. What he did was a hugely legitimately fucked up... Oh, that's assault. Do. That's like straight up assault. You can't fucking... You can't... You cannot no. pretend to use a condom. No. No. That is insane. That is a vile. That's criminal behavior. That's a a straight violation of someone to say if someone's consenting to protected sex, you can you can't switch the fucking script up. The fuck are you talking about? Yeah, that shit was this. That's why this whole fucking thing. I was just like, what the fuck happened? Because they leave off with the episode like where he's just running off, and you're like, yeah, just getting in the cab or whatever. Yeah. And, and we were like, okay, is this another cheating thing? What the fuck is this about? Mm-hmm. Turns out she was like, hey, we're having sex. I asked to get him to get the lube. Yeah. And then he's like, 
Because the, I mean, I'm sorry, I, I, I don't want to make a joke. Because the condom, uh, yeah, we can't make this. <laughs> not right now, not right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah she, she was like, yeah, the condom felt dry and that's what happens, you know, or extra painful because it's condoms. And he's like, I'm not wearing a condom. And she was mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. huh? He's like, yeah, it's right here on, on the nightstand. Ryan, like, I heard it. Fuck. And then she was like, but I specifically said. Please wear a condom. You know what I mean? It's been 10 months. I don't know what what's been going on. This is the only way I'm comfortable having sex with you is with protection. And the way she talks about it is like, he's like, oh, yeah, let me get the condom out. He literally made oh, oh. condom unwrapping sounds. Oh, okay, there. Oh, there we go. Let me put the lube on. Okay, um, here we go. Like, no. And that's just uh, it's just it's just fucking criminal. Like, you can't be stealthing motherfuckers like that. This that's just not the fucking. Ugh. So. This, so this unravels. He runs off because he's like, what is this? What are you trying to do? Like, this isn't about that. Uh, it, it looks like in a way that aside from this, she like then comes back in the house. She's like, I can't believe him. You know, I really can't believe him. Keep in mind, like it was sort of on the heels of her saying, I cheated on you with your cousin to him. And that was like the real last big plot point ahead I of this. I think night. that was literally the day before. Yeah, that was the last thing that happened. And <laughs> this happens. And then she's like, I can't believe him. You know? She goes, uh, You know what I need right now? I just need a really good, solid friend right now. Okay. Hello, Harris. Harris, please, Harris. The, my favorite part was, you know, when she first before, like before she calls Harris and she sits down, she's like, I don't, I can't believe it. You know, I don't know. What, I, I just can't believe he'd do this to me. And in this fucking year, you know, just fuck 2020, you know, and can just fucking eat my ass. <laughs> Please, 2020, you fucking just eat my ass. (laughs) 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 I can just, you know what, fucking Stephanie. Yo, that's that's the truth. Oh my god! (laughs) All I was saying, 2020 can eat my ass. (laughs) <laughs> all i was saying was that she was like either i am in love with you or you can fuck off and die <laughs> which i thought was was a really sane thing to say i think it's i think it's a good healthy line to draw <laughs> that either or and if not eat my ass um <laughs> and eat my ass just eat my eat ass. my ass Eat my ass. Eat my ass. <laughs> <coughs> oh my god. Oh shit. Um but yeah, that was just such a vile back and forth. Um because she's then like, hey, then she uh, despite this, she wants to, she then goes into the room and is like, if this guy stole my fucking ring, my mother's ring, 
if this fucking brown took my mother's ring, he, that like immediate instinct, you know what I mean? That's. Can you imagine that we were on her side for all of 1.3 seconds? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because immediately she goes into, oh, you got sticky fingers. Yeah. Obviously, the number one thing you would do is steal from me because that would really show me. Oh, you got sticky fingers and you're not in Onyx, the rap group. So, sorry, slam. Da, da, da. I don't know why. I'm sorry. I'm pardon my millennial ADD. Um, yeah, that was just so stupid because she like was fucking certain that he stole her shit. Like, oh my god, he, I can't believe he he would know. It's the one thing. So she's just thank you for not stealing. She finally gets a call. She finally gets him on the phone after just like being wait, like. Wait, wait, wait. Before we move on from that, I just want to say. The irony does not occur to her that she's like, oh, my God, this is the most meaningful thing to me is my grandmother's ring. If right. you don't trust the man to the point that you think the man that loves you that you're going to marry, that you've instructed to give the ring to you. Mm -hmm. If you think that dude stole your ring, think about for one just for one second, think about why the fuck do you want to marry him? Yeah, she she doesn't. Just so crazy. She look. She Truman showed him with his job. Her white savior behavior is the most next level thing we've seen. You know what I mean? Yeah. We've never seen someone like financial financially and emotionally materially manipulate someone the way Stephanie has it's like in a way like you're like wow you really changed the game on this shit it used to just be like oh you're not happy living in a storage unit with me you know like now this is like you got a fake ass job and fake ass self-esteem that I'm giving you just so you can have sex with me when I escape the pandemic and I only give you things so that I can throw giving them to you in your face right. and act like I own that dick. Yeah. And you Ugh, it's so gross. Just the entitlement to brown bodies. Yeah. That woman is the worst case oh, we've seen, I, I fucking think, forgot. This Right. Then this whole thing, she's like, you know what, Ryan? I'll go find another fucking cabana boy. When she said that? I'm like, bitch, people can hear you. That shit the is an fuck? inside racist thought. Damn. When she went on that fucking little journey, lyrical journey, I have tons of nice slides and sandals and thousands of dollars in watches, Ryan. You know what? And I can just get them to eat my ass. And <laughs> you better, I'll take it away, Ryan. If you don't come back, I'll take it away. Get the fuck. I mean, it, it was so transparent. and. Her shit is so, her whole shit is so fucking weak. And like, it was like how a parent, that's, that's like what parents do sometimes when they're like, oh, well then I guess I'll give your toys to another kid who's not being bad. You know what I mean? That's literally the kind of shit parents do. Like, I remember like my, oh, he's like, no, my toys. And that was a way to fucking coerce, you know, or make someone uh, acquiesce. 
um, or be subordinate. But like this whole shit was like, okay, you know what? It Fuck made all, me want everybody wanna... makes me want to wretch. It made me want to talk to all of her exes. Right. I'm like, did she just always try to own people of color or something and needed to like lord herself over some like I just want to know what the relationship history is that leads someone to this level of like entitlement of another human it's someone being being, no it's it's just that someone has been so out of their life has been so out of their control at very crucial points that this is a way to wrest control back for themselves. You know what I mean? Like based on what sounded like she had a turbulent upbringing. Um, and this whole, for her to be able to say, I'll treat this person like a plant I water. And I put the seeds there and the job and the soil and the sun and water it. And then I'll have, like, it's it's under her control, you know, fully. Like, because what she can do is, oh, I can fucking... I can pull the rug out from under you. And for her, she thinks that's sort of like the existential decision or whatever that he'd have to make in crossing her or whatever. It's, fuck, it's bullshit. <laughs> it's, it's so gross. Uh, anyway, yeah. Oof. let's take a quick break and uh, we will come back because we have to keep, we're not done. It's just too much because she's just, ex- it's so exhausting to talk about Stephanie, especially when she doesn't, let me go and she's just like eat my ass okay so we'll be right back and just sit tight oh, 20 day fiance good afternoon would you like to try a free sample of our double fudge brownie oh sure mm, that's very good I- I'll just take one more just to be sure yep still very good some things never change like never being able to take just one free sample and geico saving folks lots of money on their car insurance mm, it, is that macadamia nut i taste let me take one more sir mm, yeah i thought so 15 minutes could save you 15 percent or more 15 minutes could save you 15 percent or more is that shakespeare nope it's geico uh, yeah, yeah yeah that's shakespeare from one of his unpublished works oh it be not for awakening Nay, give it thou the berries. For fifteen minutes could save you fifteen percent or more. No, it's from Geico, cause they help save people money. Well, I hate to break it to you, but Geico got it from Shakespeare. Geico. Fifteen minutes could save you fifteen percent or more. America's so fucking tight. America, America. And we're back. Let's talk about let's continue this. Cause Stephanie. <laughs> you're wild because you will just hop on the phone and be like harris eat my ass um yeah the next thing she does after chasing ryan out and all that and doing the whole like thanks for not stealing is she calls motherfucking harris and that's how you go no none of this isn't about shit and the outrage i felt was i almost felt it but what you're doing, your outrage isn't sincere. There's a there's a lot of game playing from everyone, and this is a fucking mess all around. It's like a circular gunfight. Um, and when this is the thing, you were asking me, or we were talking about Harris, 
And you're like, I can't believe he did that to his cousin or whatever. No, I didn't say that. Or I'm sorry, that we were talking about the concept of what this whole triangle is. And I don't know if I was it, saying I can't believe I would, you you said Harris was in cahoots with his cousin and I was like, "What? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's the shit that blew mm-hmm. my mind." So let me tell you something. When he said, "Yeah, I told you, baby. He's not right. He's not right." Now I know he's I know everybody wants their whatever. They get their turn for the cash spigot to rain on them. Uh, Mm -hmm, But mm -hmm. this was such a clear thing of like, now look, it could be a number of things. It could be a tug of war or it could be a spider's web. I don't know which one it is quite yet because there is a, there's definitely a reality where Ryan did not like the fact that his cousin just came through, swooped through and then smashed Stephanie like that and that they got together. And then there's another version where it's like a, you know. (laughs) if she has cash let's keep doing this because she doesn't seem to care um and her end game is to like be just to fulfill her own physical needs but like with a layer of emotional attachment that isn't deep enough to really hurt her i don't know that's my take that's my theory i mean i just like don't understand why she has to pretend to herself or out loud mm-hmm. that it's anything more because she's like, no, I just need a really good friend right now. Mm-hmm. And then she puts on like those earrings that are like three balls hanging off of her one ear and shit and one of her insane blouses. And she's like, and just one of friend. I'm like, okay, you never put on you lip put gloss it, yeah. on those thin ass lips and do that ridiculous three ball earring situation if you're not trying to get fucked. We yeah. saw that outfit when you were trying to fuck uh, your other dude the other day. That this whole like I don't know, the watching them and just hearing like Ryan on the phone, my favorite part was when he was like, "What's going on?" Oh, he's fucking with you. I can't believe it, girl. I told you. I told you he was a bad man. I told you him bad. And what I tell you, now I gotta come true and finesse it, no. And I'm willing to because I'm gonna steal my cousin's girl and I don't give a fuck. (laughs) I'm the pussy pirate and I'll steal the booty anytime. And I don't care if she wants me to eat my ass. Okay, anyway. <laughs> uh, I bet you think you're pretty cool. <laughs> what do you want me to say, Stephanie? He's bad. He's bad. He's bad, Stephanie. You can't trust him, no. You can trust me, Stephanie. Now let me come over and eat yes. Like it was jerk chicken. <laughs> okay, this is so fucking stupid. Uh, but shout out to Zoom for having these fucking weird filters, though. Um, For people who aren't on the stream we have face filters on and that was something you just missed out on and you know what if you're not on the stream that's a three-point deduction for you are you on vr right now oh and now you're french anyway back to this 
So she then, she's done talking to Harris. Then she calls Maria's ass and she's like, I got to tell you everything, Maria. The only things I have to say about Maria is um, she tells Maria that they never use condoms. (laughs) She's like, except for when we've been apart for 10 months. No, I get that. Okay. And I completely understand that. And And what Ryan did is not justified by any stretch of the imagination. But she like in a narrative sense to the camera laid out a whole thing of like, I think she said they wear condoms all the time or they like to wear condoms. Like it didn't seem like it was a thing that was not rare in that instance. But regardless of that, it was like a very, she's like, so, you know, we don't do it. And then he didn't. And then we did. And then I don't know what to do. And I called Harris. And then it was just all Maria had to give her psychic reading of like trash. I really fucking uh, hated Maria and her stupid eyeliner. It's like if you line your bottom lid, there's mm-hmm. something wrong with you. Uh, I don't know. I mean, yeah, but I- actually, no. Especially if you just line, if you just do the bottom lid. Ooh, you ever meet bitches that do that? Um, yeah, I do meet bitches that only do that all the time. Anyway, back to them. Anything else from uh, Maria? Aside from saying, I think Harris is also a good choice. Maria's just trying to get, look, everybody's. No, Maria said Harris was a better choice. I know, or yeah, whatever. Harris was the better. Everyone is fucking scamming her. That's the bottom line. You know what I mean? Everyone is scamming. I wrote down, okay, but what if she, you're meant to be with not two men who are cousins? Like, neither of them. <laughs> Have you considered that shit? I, uh, <laughs> Whatever. Just, you know what? You don't know me. Just eat my ass. Leave me alone. <laughs> Give Ryan, a shit. freaking, you freaking take my ring, Ryan? Are you fucking serious, Ryan? Ryan? Are you freaking kidding me? Get out of here, Ryan. Ryan, I paid for that cab and for your mom, Ryan. Oh I God. own your mom. Yeah, I paid okay? for Okay, I, I paid, paid for her nah. installments, Ryan. I paid for your motherfucking mom. Shut the fuck up. Ryan, I have your sister on layaway, Ryan. Oh my god. Um all right, let's uh do, let's just quickly just talk about Tarzel in that nothing happens. As much as I'd like to say that, I don't think anything happens. I didn't even write them down what yeah, you're talking about. Exactly. All he did was tell his friend and she was like, "Don't let him pressure you." And And she, she was like, no. "It was my idea." Okay, moving on. Uh let's see. Zied and Rebecca Let's go them too. Um, I have them last. Yeah, but let's just get them out the way because I feel like we got you know, we still got to talk about people like. I'm edging with it. You know what I mean? I want to give y'all a little. Huh? What are you doing? Just give me the whole thing. Oh my god, that baseline. Everybody everybody's getting their motherfucking paycheck in that one. Um yeah, just to talk about um Rebecca and Zied. I mean, there was a little more flirtation fallout with them. And the whole thing is that like Rebecca is just really concerned that even though he says he loves her and that they're together and everything indicates that their relationship is in the right place, she just wants to make sure that he is not going to want to have children. Because that is yeah. not on the table anymore. 
That's just not on the table. And I don't really understand how you can get someone to promise you that. You really can't. Yo. Like, you just, this is what you were risking when you started a relationship with a young dude. Right. Like, what's he going to do? Like, disassemble his dick for you right now to, like, like, make sure? Like, unreversible vasectomy? Like, what do you want? It's just, uh, it's just weird and like selfish. And I understand, but it's like you wanted a younger dude. You specifically wanted that. Right. So it's just confusing to me. And, um, and he himself is like, well, I don't want kids now, but every man wants kids. But then he also says, but God wants me to marry Rebecca. But I'm like, that's not really a lot of security. That's not a lot of wife security. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, what if tomorrow God tells you he wants you to marry another bitch with lime eyebrows? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? You know what I mean? Got them lime ass eyebrows. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. You have to come on the stream. If you're not on the stream, this isn't going to make sense. And I'm sorry. And I'm sorry, Ryan. But Ryan, I got lime eyebrows, Ryan. I'm sorry. <laughs> Brandon. <laughs> Brandon, uh, her son, he seemed really nice. <laughs> you look like Inigo Montoya right now, motherfucker, and I can't handle you. Get the fuck out my face, Inigo Montoya. You killed my father. Prepare to die. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> okay, no, no. Um, stay with me for one second because we have to get through this fucking episode. Brandon, her son, what was your impression of him? Did you think he was a nice person? He seemed his energy was the opposite of his sisters. Hmm. Sorry, I'm not paying attention to anything. <laughs> I'm gonna gonna undo undo the facial hair. (laughs) (sighs) Okay, sorry. Okay, I'm feeling good. Now we'll come back. The last 15 minutes were unusable. (laughs) Follow me here. Sophie, I know we're flying high. Off the you face filters on the live stream. I know. I know. I know. Me I know. And we'll do a show where we don't have to record a fucking podcast that has to go out to people that aren't seeing your face turn multicolors. But yes, as they say in the chat, that is a 420k bonus because we we fucking went we went there with it. Um Okay, I'm sorry guys. Okay, I'm sorry guys. More beautiful, please, Rebecca. Your eyebrows are more beautiful. What did you think of her son, Brandon? Um, I mean, who gives a shit? It all was right. all so boring. He's like right. kind of nice about the whole thing. All right, fuck it. Put the eyebrows back on. Let's fucking laugh at that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not happy. Oh, my God. All right. Okay, moving on. Actually, you know what, motherfucker? We got to take a... We have to take another break. Let's take another break, and we'll be right back. Oh, 20 Day Fiance. Oh, 
Geico knows there are many reasons why you ride. From the exciting adventure of the daily commute to the peace of mind that Geico always has your back with 24-7 access to claim service and legendary customer service. But Pamela Mund had one reason in particular. My skin is extremely averse to most fabrics, except for the soft, buttery feeling of leather. Thankfully, I found my clan of leather lovers in the biking community. It's been life-changing. Geico Motorcycle. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. To show you how easy it is to file a claim with GEICO, we hired a soap opera star. Gracious me, my car has storm damage and I've had to file a claim. Could it possibly get worse? Will my claims team leave me for someone else? Someone less intense? Um, no. Actually, when you file a claim with GEICO, you get your own dedicated claims team who promises to stay with you throughout the process. Oh, I've never known such loyalty. I can't wait for the second season. Geico, great service without all the drama. America's so fucking tight. America, America, America. And we're back. Uh, do we have anything? No, we don't have anything else to say. Do you want to talk about? Do we want to finish with Joby, or do we want to start and then finish with Mike and Natalie? I think we should finish with Yara and Joby. Okay, so then let's start with Mike and Natalie. Yeah, she played herself. She is. This is not real. She is, I don't know, this is the first time I've really just been, I don't know why I keep saying this. Every time we talk about the couple, this should not be a couple. This should be over, and this should not be happening anymore. Yet it keeps happening, and we have to deal with it. And we're just watching a thing that is already, we're watching a thing that is already rotten, like just fall apart more. She wants more therapy. Uh, She wants to do this and that. And when she goes to the therapist by herself, she like, she sort of like, she's bringing up old shit and not the issue that she's supposed to be going to therapy for. Right. Clearly, that's you're not paying for therapy if you went in there and talked about some shit that isn't like, how do I get through when I walk out of here? That's what I'm here Mm -hmm. for. I'm here to just get a few more footsteps in to get to my car and then. Uh, keep riding with it but no she when she goes it all goes back to this thing that was in the tell-all of when she was alluding to like some you know impropriety some cheating going on that she that he spent the night at his best friend's house who was getting married after her bachelor party just at her house not in the bed with her at her house on the fucking couch as platonic friends and for us now, you know what's funny? I think this is a vault. Is this a vault episode? This might be a vault. I don't know if it's a vault episode. We don't know yet. The vault is coming, y'all. Uh, but that's on the Catreon and more to come on that. But when that tell-all happened, we were like, nah, that doesn't seem like it. everything that she was saying just seemed like she wasn't with the idea that he could have a, a homegirl that wasn't like it was platonic with. Yeah, because we asked each other the question. We were like, um, oh, if yeah, you were fucked up or not even but if you were just crashing at your uh opposite sex friend's house like if you crash in my place her majesty i don't think she wouldn't not even not even that but like whatever the perception is that in general like as as people that you can be you can actually be friends with anyone you know no matter what gender identity it is like it's not a thing where Oh, then you gotta fuck, bro, if you're around and you slept there. Which is her sort of concept of what it meant for him to just sleep at his friend's house. 
But so at the therapist, she's like, but there's more, you know, I'm, I, I'm not just out here telling lies. You know, I'm not the only one who knows the truth. Let me tell you something. Okay. Because I FaceTimed him. Okay. That morning. And he was half naked and stoned. <laughs> um, yeah, it's Washington folks. It's also a, though we we get and it's 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 West West Hart we we smoke. What? Uh, it just made me feel like. Did you think he was being sober and squim on a fucking farm with Uncle Bo? And it yeah right. Like what did you think you do for fun? You think you're watching ancient fucking aliens and you're not off sober? your fucking mind faded. Natalie, and see that's where whatever we let you down because the second this guy was like, yeah, but I'm like I don't really fuck with that, and he's like this all the time. Like maybe we might, maybe we want to kick it with him. Maybe the next live show is squint. Yo, <laughs> you know how much I would love to hang out with him. He seems awesome. I hope he is, cause she can go left. You don't know. know. You never know till you know about anybody these days. But I, I would know. like to think, because his whole attitude towards everything, he's like, I want to have a relationship with you, but you want me to admit that I fucked my best friend, I think. And you won't mm -hmm. get past that, but you aren't willing to actually communicate that out loud. So everything comes out as like, oh, I want my ring or I need more security or whatever. But is what well, I need to know the truth. It sounds like Natalie is obsessed with just hearing, like, she wants to hear that he fucked her. Like, she wants to hear that, no matter what. And that's where the whole, that's, like, where they're at. And that's not anywhere as a relationship. It's confusing to me that when she goes to the therapist, she doesn't lay it out really simply and just go, um, I'm here on a K-1 visa. I left my whole life right, and my mother in another country. And... This has been really weird and right. new for me. I don't feel like he made enough accommodations to make me comfortable at this house. He's gone a lot. I don't know what I have going for me. And, you know, while I did a fucked up thing and gave him back his ring, I don't know if he's going to ever give it back to me. So I feel really insecure and I don't know um, how to heal our relationship to the point where we can actually get married and I can feel secure. Right. That took me... I don't know, less than a minute. So yeah, go on. Okay. Do you have anything else to add? Uh, yeah, I guess I. What I have to add is, I bet you she's really anti-pot because she's like such a clean living person. Yes, of course. So I think the pot thing is probably like a separate problem that she's just tying into this. How do altogether? Russian people view pot? What's weed? What? Like, what's what's the vibe culturally with weed out there? I mean. When I was growing up, it's like, no, it's like not a thing. My mom's totally scared of it. It's not. But like, was there propaganda or whatever to be like, yo, if you do this, you will be sick on harmonica. I don't even think people talked about it as like. Was it get? Was there weed out there? I have no idea. I mean, I was 11. Yeah, that's true. Okay, I'm sorry. And I, and I apologize to the K-1s that you weren't a weed smoking 11 year old in Ukraine. Or the know, USSR, really formerly the USSR. Um, but whatever. Okay. I just thought you were cool. 
Yeah, I mean. <laughs> Yo, oh, take your nerd. fucking alien face off, please. I can't take you seriously when I can't see your eyes. What do you mean? You can see my eye. Oh, my God. Please, for the sake of my our children. My brown eye. Yeah. I'm sorry. Okay. okay, what the fuck? And you're back. So... <laughs> Um, the other only thing I really may have to say is, um, what about when she just all of a sudden goes, I'm beautiful, much more beautiful than you. That's when he's done. He's off that. He's like, I'm gone. You're ugly to me. I was like, yeah, I felt that. And then they went to a lake to argue some more. And she's like, you're manipulating me. No, Natalie, he's not manipulating. You manipulating me with visa and ring. No, no, it looks like I'm slave. No. Uh-oh. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm... No, you didn't. I'm, uh, yeah, I'm sorry. Let me say this in language you can understand. Uh-huh. Um, let me say that one more time. Do you understand this? Um, because, uh, no, you do not look like a slave. You look like somebody who got duped on a reality TV show to go to Squim and be with another dude who actually may have known better than you that it wasn't going to work out, but for whatever reason agreed to it because they were going to pay for everything. And it was just going to be a waste of his four, three months at best. Something to do. Yeah. Your bills are paid for three months. Um, and your ass also never Googled Squim to fucking see where you'd be living. That's also on you. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's just like the whole thing. But he just straight up tells her we aren't engaged. Yeah. And I don't, the they're both so fucking whack. That's why, like, it's I don't care to feel it uh, any way about either of them, because the second she threw the engagement ring off in Ukraine and like he was about to take off, he should have been like, oh, I don't want to be with somebody who problem solves like this at all. And her doing that should have been like, I don't want to be with this motherfucker either. And just trusting that. Uh, But for whatever reason, they prolonged it. And that's their journey. But you know what? fuck around and find out failed relationship and to clarify what happened was she said she described she's like a cook for you i make love to you and he's like uh it sounds he's like you don't want to be doing that it sounds like you're uh Mm -hmm. describing and slave and then she goes yes it looks like i am slave so it's just yeah they're Ugh. What? Uh, people think they want to they want to be with Team Natalie more than Mike, and I'll say this: uh, the whole thing is actually bad. There's not one person isn't greater than the other. They both have dealt in man- very manipulative tactics on each other, and they both they both lack the skill set and communication skills to actually be in any kind of like healthy relationship. That's why from the beginning, we're always we like, said this was going to get is, annoying as hell and was this is annoying. Bad. It's surge from system of a down saying it's the toxicity of our city of our city. Yes. What you? What do you own the world? Uh, no. It's it's all bad. That's why I'm I'm hoping this will be. It's funny because every time they go, yeah, I don't know. What, I don't know what's going to happen, but they both keep saying we still have a lot of work to do, which is the most confusing thing because they're they both keep bluffing like they don't give a fuck or the other person is doing this or that. 
and it's I'm exhausted. It's dry. I also feel like it's weird to me that Natalie and Mike ever got together because it seems like on a dating profile there's so many actual like Christian dudes. Yeah. That are really like clean living and whatever that would have been such a vibe with her. Like was she not on like, yeah, I guess he was looking for a Russian bride, so I know how he found her. That's why, like, you can't... But I'm like, whatever, who are you gonna, all fucked up. Who are you going to get mad at? She's... I'm not mad at anyone. They're just both right. so stupid. What's I like her as a person, but it's like she's tried to change him from day one. He, I think, is, like, more of a chill vibe. But he could but also be he fucking also weird as fuck. was a little too chill and didn't try that hard to make her feel at home, no. you know? The other thing is, like... This is where, as people, and I think maybe I'm mad as, on behalf of people who have been stupid and dating in their life, where you don't know when it's an L. Like, you just are incapable of identifying an L of a relationship. The second somebody threw a ring at me, <laughs> I'm fucking off that shit so quick. It's not even a fucking game. If I was even to bother to actually, like, I'm already, like, you know, we all have our own shit we bring to relationships. And vulnerability and shit like that is its own game. To put yourself out there, propose, have someone accept, and then have someone throw a ring back at you, that's unforgivable to me. Because it's one thing to say, I don't know if this is going to work, I have issues on a workout, but to the act of, like, being like, yo, fuck you, that's when I would have been... Bye, TLC. Bye, everybody. But this is like a thing we're noticing as we talk about these reality shows more and more. And I don't know why we're being more like critical as we're higher watching these. But like, what are they doing from a production side to where they're like, let's let this rock when like because I don't you know, someone's encouraging them to keep going. But I don't know. Or maybe they do want to be together. And we're just watching people be messy as fuck and figure it out themselves. I don't think so. I think they're incompatible. Mm -hmm. I think it's a it's a it's not a good thing, and I think they should fucking for sure break up. Right. Like they should have. They should have been broken up. Yeah. Whatever. Okay. Shall we go on? Yes. Do you want to take a fan boat really quick down to yeah. the bayou? Because what the fuck is? Joby, what are you doing, fool? Uh, and I don't, I hate that your name is in a song that I love so much because you are I know. an absolute trash can fire, my man. Um, so the He's the worst fucking dude, and it's like, he was already terrible to her when it was just the two of them. The fact that she's having this monster's baby and he cannot treat her right. And the fact that he can't get it together to treat her right for the one fucking evening of their like wedding party thing. Just and I can see her just crying and just like watching this happen over and over again. I'm like, there's going to be so many more scenes like this. Yeah. And then she's going to have his baby still. Oof. This is so painful. She because where we. The, the last episode takes place where they're getting in the car to go to the engagement party. And she's like, she gets in there. She's like, bro, you are fucked up. What the fuck? We're going to our engagement party. I asked you to just be chill, not be, you know, sideways 
when tipping on faux foes like Mike Jones when we walk in here. And he's like, you know, I just only had a couple beers. She's like, you had three beers five years ago, five beers ago, yeah. and five years ago too, motherfucker. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? And she just feels nauseous as well. She's nauseated because pregnant. And, you know, they get to the party. They walk up and she's like, again, Gwen, the stepmother or the mother-in-law, she comes through. She kind of okie doked her. It was, uh, you know, not as it wasn't as chill of a kickback as she thought, you know, when you're this actually reminded me of a thing like, you know, if you had a friend who like their parents were gone and then you made them mm-hmm. throw a party. And this is what it I felt wasn't like. cool like that, but yeah. Oh, I man. Imagine. And then they throw the party that. and then you're like, no, nah, it's a chill. It's going to be a chill kickback. And then like people, all these people start pulling up and they're like, it's not a chill kickback at all. Like, there's a lot of people. Like, oh, I don't know, man. I'm just I, I just need all these people here so I can serve them these other things. So that's what this whole party <laughs> felt like when she got there where she was like, oh, OK. But it was at least nice because Gwen didn't, you know, it was nice. She She put some effort into it. It wasn't some bullshit. And but she really and that was the cool thing was that Yara was like, you know what, even though I didn't ask for this, I really appreciate that Gwen actually made a gesture like the effort, because this is this is a love language to me. I can actually see that she cares, you know, via this party, quote unquote. And I know we were like scared that she was going to be really angry when she got to the party and instead of it being like little it was going to be much bigger Mm -hmm. but instead she was really appreciative and was really sweet and said oh you do so nice yeah and it was it was nice i mean she Mm -hmm. she really did you know she was like i mean the whole party was kind of a mess like when they were dancing and she's like jovi pay attention you bitch Jovi, you bitch. Jovi, don't touch my ass, Jovi. You idiot, don't Jovi, touch my ass. Jovi, pay attention, you bitch. I hate you. I hate you, you fucking. Oh, and shlucha. then the fans are watching them, and they're like, "Oh, they look in love." The yeah. Mom's like, I was worried about it, but they just look so in love to me. Wow, it really is gonna work. It's really. And she's gonna like work. dancing, and she's Meanwhile, like, "Yara is like, I hate you, Jovi. I hate you. Hey, you piece of shit, fuck Jovi, around, find no. out." Don't touch my ass, you idiot. I'll fucking Can rip you not be off. drunk, Jovi? <laughs> yeah, they, I mean, and that, this is where you start to be able, you're seeing the Jovi who's, unfortunately, Jovi! who's not listening, completely just, you know, out there, fucked up. She's saying, don't grab my ass at the engagement party dance with your family and friends. I don't know the, this isn't even how I would dance anyway. What the fuck are you doing? Have some respect for my agency. If I'm saying don't grab my ass when I'm dancing, then don't do that. Like in the same way you would trip on uh, some uh, any person grabbing on you and be like, yo, don't fucking touch me, bro. Why can't you have that same energy for somebody else? So she's already just very aggravated. He yeah. owns her. Yeah, but he's also just so fucked up. Like he's so childish too. Like, it's almost like he's been reduced to this fucking, like, he's just, like, his urges. It's not even, like, as complex enough to be like, you owe me this. He's like, you know what I mean? Because, like, there are just motherfuckers like that who get drunk and are just, it's probably the same thing because you're not respecting anybody's, you know, agency. But, like, his. He got wasted so quickly, too. Yeah. 
And like people hadn't even eaten and he was already stumbling around like fucking Frankenstein. So then he's like, she's like, I'm not having a good time. He's like, all right, let me get my parents and uh, let's go. Let's go tell them the news. And they sit down. It's really nice. And that's what you're talking about. They have such a nice moment. I was actually surprised by this because the way it started off, I thought they were going to hate the fuck out of each other. But Gwen kind of. I I my opinion changed about Gwen a little bit uh, more than I like going into it because like when they you know she put the effort in they have the engagement party and then when she says finally hey y'all ready for some news his dad is like oh no uh <laughs> like which was very telling like to be like <laughs> I can't imagine when you hit someone says uh hey man y'all ready for this. Like, what the fuck? Whatever the fuck he thought was gonna happen, but his vibe was bad. He's and like, the, "Oh no, a baby's about to ruin your life, like you ruined mine." Exactly. That was his whole vibe. And then he's like, "So we got some news, y'all. She's pregnant, and Gwen is loving it. That's why it was so different to see how Betty was in the earlier in the episode, like aghast about something happening with a child." And Gwen was just like, oh, wow, whatever, great, wow. I just appreciated that difference in energy, right or wrong. Um, I thought that Jovi's friends were really sweet. Like, this douchebag's friends were like, because she's, for so much of the episode, for their storyline, Yara's just wandering around the fucking party going, Jovi. Jovi. Anybody seen Jovi? Yeah, over Jovi. here. Jovi. Jovi. Wait, oh, Jovi? And he's fucking nowhere. And then the friends are like, yeah, he doesn't seem like he really cares that you're here. He shouldn't have left you alone. I mean, this is, if you don't want him to get drunk tonight, this is your guys' night together. He shouldn't have gotten drunk. I was like, wow. Well, Even the friends are like, well, he's doing you dirty. This is where... Part of me as a grown-up homie to fucked-up homies looks at this and sees shit I used to do, which is this, you know, like you're saying, his good friends pull her aside and they're like, yo, like, are you look really unhappy. And she's like, yeah, because this fool's drunk. And they're like, yeah, that makes sense. This is y'all tonight. And if you wanted him to not drink, he should have not done that. But were y'all not together at the crawfish boil together, talking all that shit together? Were you not, like, encouraging his own cynicism about his relationship with Yara hours ago, you know, minutes ago, whatever the fuck, and turning up and drinking, and it wasn't, it was a whole thing, and that's the culture of your friend group? It's not fair to look at a partner of your one of your home because i've been i've been here before where i knew i one of my friends wasn't shit and i was like yo i morally i feel like this is not right but there's also like this thing of like no let's let don't make it hot like you know what it is like she's tripping blah blah blah, 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 blah. but i felt like where's that energy like who what like which one is it are it do you agree with yara or do you agree with which one is it? Because if you're really concerned, like that's it. And that's a hard part about becoming more of an adult is like being able to be 
like advocate for your friends and shit in a way that makes shit a little awkward. You know what I mean? I mean, I think you went way deeper with it than I See, did. See, this is where 90 Day gave me a therapy session. If your douchebag friends were <laughs> able to put the douchebaggery away for one night right. for your wedding yeah. party, if your friends took your wedding party more seriously than you did, that they didn't get trashed yeah. and you got trashed, yeah. that to me is like, ugh, like... You're surrounded by douchebags. The fact that you're the douchebaggiest is insane. Yeah. But either way, I like, it was hard for me to be like, y'all ain't really shit either. Cause I just saw y'all being like, hey, how long till she has to leave the country? Three years. Then that's how long till she breaks up with. Like, they don't give a fuck about Yara either. Pretty, and of course they don't. Then that's where the producer, like, that's why I don't know who's her. shoving them in front of them to ask these questions or not. But like, you know, fuck all y'all because like I, you know, I'm, I, come on, man, let Yara fucking live. She's already going through all this shit, and even when she gets so upset by all this, she tries to take him outside, and he acts like a total fucking child dick. It's so stupid. He's so much. He gets so much worse. The fact that she's just constantly crying is just so upsetting. Right. And on her own wedding day, she cried in the car. Like, ugh. then you did her dirty at the party when you just fucking ghosted her. Right. Then you grabbed her ass on the dance floor. And then fucking now it's this. Yeah. It's just fucking... That's what's really fucked up. And that's why I'm like, I, it got, I think that's why as I watched the episode more, I reflected more on like just shit like IRL. And I'm not trying to take the podcast there, but that's like real shit. Like sometimes you are the more evolved person in your friend group. And it's kind of sometimes, I don't want to say it's incumbent on you to try and pull everybody the right way because it isn't because we all have to do our own shit. And that's not some guilt or whatever you can take on. But there are moments when you're like, this really ain't it anymore for us. Like, this is not how we behave. Or like, I don't really feel comfortable with this. Like, you almost have to be like, yo, fucking Joby, let me holler at you, dude. Like, I know I said all this other shit, but I really feel like this. Like, and you should really be doing this other thing. Otherwise, it's so disingenuous. And that only contributes to Yara's confusion as to what's right or wrong. Because... If they're not keeping it 100 with Jovi and telling him, yo, you're fucking violating, bro. Like, you should not be doing Yara like this. And, you know, they're not saying anything. But to Yara saying, that's so fucked up. They're both operating in two different realities where they both think they're right. And nothing will get resolved because they've both heard contradicting viewpoints from the same people. Mm, I think just don't see it like that mm. i just like they're obviously pieces of shit sure no what i I'm mean that's yeah is, that, i mean that's the point <laughs> if there's if their standards are even fucking higher than her fucking fiance's it's like right tragic yeah but of course like your friends are a reflection of who you are yeah there's no reason that jovi would have good friends yeah Look like there's no way it's it's like everyone can have one friend or something that they're like, ugh. but you can't be surrounded by pieces of shit. And then like, yeah, you are the one good one. Like, that's not how that works. It's hard, though. 
That's what I'm saying. I think I identify because I can't change them. You just I know, but you know what? I've tried. You know, like shit. I've a lot. Like I had a lot of friends who I was like, this ain't it. Like you gotta fucking trust me on this. But you also that's part of growing up too, where you have to realize they you have to find out on your own. Like you can't walk anyone's path, but. There's a duplicity to the friends that, like, as I get older, I know that was very normal to engage in. Where if you're if you're really a person of morals, you got to stand up for that and be consistent with it. If Jovi ain't shit to Yara, then Jovi ain't shit to Jovi either. Like you got to you have to you have to come through with the same energy. And that's why. You know, this is my own therapy that I'm coming through with, and I'm maybe I'm projecting. And you know what? Yeah, y'all might read this in my autobiography called uh, "Hideo Noho, Ablation Valley Legend." Um, but yeah, you know, just as a person, just in general, I think it's important. Like, if you really, fe- I think largely, if you feel something, don't be silent in the face of it if you don't agree with it. Yeah, I mean, that's our lesson today. If there is a lesson, it's just surround yourself with people that make you a better version of yourself. Don't surround yourself with people right. that make you a worse version of yourself. But I mean, I just have a feeling that. Ah, do you feel like Jovi knows that he's an asshole and doesn't care? Nah, he's think he thinks he's just like a guy. He's doing that thing where he's not. He's starting to realize he isn't shit. And it's hard. That's the hardest phase for anybody. You know, like when that self-awareness comes, you begin to even dabble in self-awareness. It can be fucking. You're like, that's why that whole time he's like, I don't know. What the fuck's, hey, y'all, this is what pregnancy looks like. <laughs> I think that's what's going on. No, dude, she's telling you what's up. But that's why I think he thinks he's just a guy. And no. she's like, oh, women just bitch all the time. She's a regular ass woman, especially when she's pregnant. Like she he's also the guy that's like, I bet you're on your period, huh? But as a former right? as a former ain't shit man, I could tell she was he was getting dunked on and he didn't know what to do. Cause he was he was actually gobsmacked for a few parts. Like he was like, so then he just resorted to toxic bullshit just to kind of like deflect but deep down i was like ooh, 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 ooh. i think you kind of heard a couple things right there and but he he couldn't admit that it's toxic and i don't think he's gonna change but this is like the battle people have when someone reads you or you begin to have a little bit of self-reflection on something like that and then it starts going so do you think he shut down because it was hitting home? Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. Not because he was just like, this is bullshit and I don't agree with it, so I don't have to listen. She snatched his wig and everybody saw and he was humiliated, so he had to deny. And it's not and not to say that because you but know you that- But you can be humiliated and not understand that you did something wrong. Yeah, that's him. That's, I think, where we differ. 
I think he, you're giving him more credit. No, no, no. I'm that saying he's starting to see that he's fucking he's fucked up. No. And I'm saying I think he just thinks he's being a regular guy and she's like the problem. I think we're both describing a similar thing in different ways. You're saying that he's resorting to this like cliche of I'm just a dude. So whatever she's saying is invalid because that's just dude, the operating system of dude 5.0. But he's also this thing where like, you know, sub not it's like subconsciously like we get defensive, right? If someone says some shit, even if we don't know it's true, if someone. Oh, yeah. Subconsciously. Yes. Duh. But our reaction is to get like this because it's resonating on some level. No, I agree. That's what I mean. And I don't think he understands we'll process it and then we'll come out the other side changed. I'm saying she fucking that shit that rang a bell somewhere. That's why he was getting nastier. I don't think there's any hope for him because he walked. He straight walked off. He's not going to come back. He has to like. There's no way to predict what schedule he's on to figure that out. But what I'm telling you right now, what I've seen, he ain't coming back. He's not going to figure that shit out. He's not going to be a, a better person based on how the show is presented, in my opinion. OK, well, I am late, so. All right. Well, you're late. Um, and well, I hope you don't get that late text. No, not that late text, but, um, that's why you got to wear that late text. I think as Lil Wayne said in one of those songs, but this has been 420 day fiance shout out to everybody on the stream and shout out to you. Uh, if you want to follow us on social media at 420 day fiance on Twitter and Instagram. And, uh, if you want to go on Twitch, where the fucking homies is at the cake ones, the, the, the K's, they got the K's in the air over here. Uh, twitch.tv slash 420dayfiance where we do ridiculous bullshit on video. Uh, until then, thank you. We'll see you soon. Uh, it's a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts, check out you know the iHeartRadio app, Riviera Podcast. And I've been Sophia Alexandra. Check me out at the Sophia. S-O-F-I-Y-A. On Twitter, Instagram, and my other podcast I have to go to right now called Private Parts Unknown with Courtney Kosak. I gotta go. And as always, I've been Miles Gray. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Miles of Gray. That's Gray with an A. And of course, on my other podcast, The Daily Zeitgeist with Jack O'Brien. All right. Well, until next time. Bye. 20 Day Fiance. Me, 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 but also you. The Pharaoh fast-forwards his favorite foreign film. Powder donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. Oh, man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm going to need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus. The Bulbous Walrus. The Name Your Price tool. Only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose Coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Minnie Driver, and in my new podcast, Mini Questions, I explore our differences and our similarities by asking people the same seven questions. Questions about what makes us happy, what we're curious about, and what love means to us. This season, I'll be speaking with the brilliantly talented actor Viola Davis, epic Foo Fighters frontman Dave Grohl, actor and writer Alan Cumming, wonderful female director Sam Taylor-Johnson, and investigative reporter Ronan Farrah, among others. In gathering different answers to the same questions from a variety of people, I wanted to examine how we're similar and also how we're individual, what inspires us, what makes us grow, what makes us wonder. 
Listen and subscribe to Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.